Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Ben Jung. So the U.S. dollar has faced a three-day sell-off on the back of a global stock rally, but it seems to have steadied today as traders are waiting on results from U.S. elections and on inflation data that could disappoint hopes for the interest rate outlook. While cryptocurrencies were on edge as a major exchange faces a bailout, and the greenback has been under downward pressure from bets on the Federal Reserve easing. Back on interest rates rises and on China reopening and driving growth. And to tell us more on what's happening in the FX world, joining us on the phone today is Lim Junkit, strategist at Philip Nova. Junkit, welcome back to the show. Hi, Hongbin. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. So the U.S. dollar it seemed to have been on another rampage after that jumbo rate hike by the U.S. Fed, but it has seen since seen declines. I mean, it touched multi-week. Lows against the euro, Australian dollar, and the New Zealand dollar overnight. What's moving the U.S. dollar? Okay,、uh, to provide a bit of context for the U.S. dollar,、mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. Fed、uh, raised its interest rates by 75 basis points for the fourth consecutive time、uh, last week,、mm-hmm. and they also indicated that they may slow the pace of the rate hikes in coming months.、Mm-hmm. At the same time, the narrative in the market, you know, is building up, seems to be revolving around a dovish Fed pivot、right. that saw the U.S. dollar、uh, index trending lower、uh, since October. Like you mentioned,、mm-hmm. and what we think is,、uh, despite the short-term move lower, we do not discount that the U.S. dollar、uh, still has more room to grow stronger、uh, mm-hmm. because the Fed's job to bring down the inflation towards its two percent target,、uh, we think it is still far from over.、Mm-hmm. And the Fed is still sounding determined that they will be persistent in their efforts to achieve this, and they know for sure. They want to avoid what happened back in the 70s, where the Fed pivoted too early、mm. on controlling the inflation, which led to prices、uh, bouncing up even higher afterwards.、Mm. Okay. Uh, secondly, uh, although the Fed plans to slow the pace of its、uh, rate hike, it still foresees its terminal rate to be higher than initially expected. And right here, we can already see a divergence with the other、uh, major central banks, like the BOE, that、mm-hmm. are saying their terminal rate will be lower than in- initially projected. And also over in Canada, the BOC、uh, surprised the markets with a smaller than expected rate hike. So with that being said,、uh, the Fed is still the most hawkish of all major major central banks,、mm-hmm. and the interest rate、uh, differential between the dollar and the other major currencies would remain an advantage、uh, for the greenback. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Lastly,、uh, from a technical analysis point of view, I think if we look at the the dollar index chart, the best that we can describe the dollar index right now is that it is currently in a corrective phase. In a larger bullish trend,、mm-hmm. and we so far still do not see any signs of、uh, bearish reversal just、mm-hmm. yet. And like you and many other experts are saying that you know the era of the king dollar has not yet ended yet, just yet, and the the dollar has not peaked yet as well. So any signs of stopping its tracks anytime soon? Not really. So、mm-hmm. this will really depend on.、Uh, The、uh, the CPI data that will be coming out、uh, tomorrow.、Mm-hmm. So let's say you know the the actual data comes out、uh, lower than projected of eight percent. So this would、um, likely、uh, you know enforce the dovish speculation and attract、uh, more sellers in the USD. And also in the event that、uh, China you know miraculously、uh, opens up its、uh, borders and to ease its COVID nineteen restrictions,、mm-hmm. so that would possi-、uh, possibly you know um, um, help. The dollar 
uh, lose its value and help the other currencies to appreciate once again. Mm-mm. So what are some trends that you're seeing with those investing in the US dollar? Are more people buying other cheaper currencies with the US dollar or are they holding on to the US dollar? Um, so far, I mean, in, in recent days, what we see is uh, mostly selling pressure, mm-hmm. uh, selling pressure in the dollar. You know, as we saw the dollar index plunge to the lowest points in September. Mm. And for today and tomorrow, I think, uh, it's going to be pretty volatile, you know, as we await for the results from the U.S. midterm election mm-hmm. and also the uh, U.S. CPI data tomorrow. So the CPI data tomorrow um, would be one important uh, data to watch. As you know, last week's jobs data came out, it was really mixed. So uh, this data, it will really um, sway the, the way the market think the Fed is going to react uh, mm. to the interest rate going forward. And now let's look at the other end of the spectrum. You know, Japan's central bank's dovish stance has led to the tumble of the Japanese yen. Where does the yen stand currently? Um, so the, the Japanese yen had been depreciating against the U.S. dollar uh, since the start of 2021. So mm-hmm. the uptrend in the dollar yen had been stretching back all the way to start of 2021. And at the height, uh, when the dollar yen hit a high above 151 last month, the depreciation was actually 48%. Okay, so it's crazy. So since then, right, uh, after it hit the peak at 151, uh, it's been creating a series of lower highs, uh, forming something like a descending triangle. Uh, That's what we call in technical analysis. Uh, The pair is now trading around 145.7. And then from here, the key support level uh, that we'll be looking at now is at 145. Mm-hmm. So if this level is breached, uh, so we can expect a deeper correction uh, towards as low as one four one point six. But overall, I think it is still too early for us to conclude that the worst is over for the yen, mm. uh, as the general uptrend is still very much intact for the dollar-yen pair. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Japan defended the yen just once in September, and they spent um, $19 billion. But some say Japan likely surpassed that number by further action on October 21st, when authorities may have used almost twice September's amount. What are you speculating? So on this, I think uh, my suspicions are, are very much in line with the general consensus that the Japanese government did intervene mm-hmm. in the forex market on the 21st of October. I think as a matter of fact, the, the Japanese Ministry of Finance said that they were looking closely at the FX moves and would intervene when the forex volatility uh, is too much that they cannot tolerate. Mm-hmm. So I think it is getting clear that they are choosing uh, this path of not disclosing the interventions in order to prevent uh, further speculation mm. and excess volatility on the yen, which is what they try to achieve, mm-hmm. so to minimize the volatility in the yen. But what does the decline in yen mean for consumers? You know, under industry watchers say Japan's shoppers have become more open to buying even second-hand iPhones due to a tumbling yen. It is a really tough time for those uh, who are earning their income in Japanese yen mm-hmm. as they're facing a double whammy of imported inflation and as well as their own currency depreciating. So, mm-hmm. for example, uh, Japan doesn't really produce any oil themselves and therefore it heavily relies on the crude oil imports. And to put things into perspective, uh, since the start of 2021, mm-hmm. the price of WTI crude oil, which is priced in US dollar, mm-hmm. rose by almost 80%. Okay, And at the same time, the Japanese yen uh, is down by about 
uh, 42%. Okay, mm-hmm. So, of course, the fuel is only one part of this whole equation. But in essence, the Japanese consumers, they're really suffering a painful pinch uh, from the loss of their purchasing power, which also forced them to be more frugal in spending and ultimately hindering the economic recovery uh, of Japan. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese yen is also seeing declines with you know, experts saying that the Singapore dollar and the Thai baht are most at risk from the yuan's slump. Why are they affected the most? Okay, um, let's talk about Singapore first. Um, China is actually Singapore's top trading partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, surprisingly, we actually export more goods uh, to China than we import from them. Mm. Okay, and essentially a slumping yuan uh, is a reflection of the sluggish economy in China. Mm. So uh, with the slower consumption in China, there will also be lower demand for Singapore dollars, mm-hmm. which is used to pay for the imports uh, from Singapore. So that's why you see when the yuan is lower, um, the, the Singapore dollar has a quite high correlation to go lower as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Thai baht end, uh, its correlation to the offshore yuan is less as compared to the Singapore dollars. Uh, and its weakness, we suspect, may be due to the markets pricing in the absence of Chinese money flowing into the Thai economy uh, via tourism anytime soon. Because, you know, the Chinese government, they just came out and say, uh, we are very strict on our COVID-19 restrictions and we are in no time relaxing them mm-hmm. uh, anytime soon. Well, thank you so much, Jun Kid, for joining us today and talking about Thank you, Hong Bin. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Lim Jun Kid, strategist at Philip Nova. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.